Heroes One Podcast, brought to you by Penguin Random House Audio, publisher of thousands of award-winning audiobooks that you can get on the audiobook platforms you already use. That's convenient. With the power of Penguin Random House Audio, you can listen to books while you drive, even while you work, assuming your work does not entail editing a podcast. You can find Penguin Random House Audio's wide selection of mysteries and thrillers in apps like Audible and Barnes & Noble, or you can browse hot new titles at penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash podcast. And now on to today's episode, all about the hot new application sweeping the nation, the place where all the kids hang out and talk about fork knife. That's right, it's Facebook. What is this mysterious worldwide website? And could it ever take down MySpace? Find out with the hosts who are always at the top of your news feed, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hey everybody, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. We are thrilled to be here today as per usual. Uh, Allie, I'm going to tell them who we are. That sound okay? Cool. So Allie and I are performers who for a lot of years have been performing a show called Blogologues in which we take internet material, use it like a script and put it live on stage. So, you know, anything you can think of that exists online, even advertisements, but also comment threads, forums, we perform it on stage as different characters. It was from doing that show that we then created a show called Two Girls, One Show, in which we, uh, it's a web series in which we do interviews with people behind the post. We got really interested in different communities and phenomena online. And then we go on scripted adventures. That's on hoohaha.com. So check that out. Hoo-ha. Yes, Matthew. Oh, Thank you. Matt, you didn't <laughs> do that for a previous episode. And I got so excited, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to encourage you. Yeah, we thought it was over. <laughs> it's always here. <sighs> it's always lurking in the back. Okay. So anyway, so we did that web series. We interviewed people behind the post. And now these are the extended interviews. Here we are. Yeah. I was trying to avoid saying just the Boring. interviews. I know. Uh, why would you say that? podcast they can hear you matthew <laughs> uh, oh this is on he didn't this know is he so didn't awkward. know I, I thought i was on they mute. can hear you yeah today's show is all <laughs> damn the word show can we come up with another word for show can it just be a fun yeah, so made-up word to like say like blog blogs blink, is our blog logs is our stage extravaganza also our show how to break up by text <laughs> is a stage extravaganza then we have a web, series, shows a web series and, and then we have a podcast Today's podcast, does that sound too... No, that's fine, right? No, Today's what's podcast, wrong with that? That's good. It's good. It's what it is. We're Let's in your ears. Let's just say it one more time. Let's go. T- Today's podcast, all right, is, is all about scams. I want well, some cool like air, air horn yeah, sound yeah. effect. Well, you know, it makes mm. it sound a little more enticing if we're like catfishing. <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> there's no need show. to put in a sound effect i did it myself you're welcome thank you that's only sort of about catfishing so, so i have sort of, a is... small story about this oh uh, okay Get on into messenger it. my english teacher from high school joan fowler started messaging me on messenger and it was just within a sentence it was so clearly not her you know what i mean what did they say do so, you remember I don't know. I could actually go look. It was something pretty generic, but just like, so, you know, when she said, hey, it was already random. I haven't spoken to her in like two decades. You know what I mean? So 
Right. <laughs> like, it's already random, but I was like, maybe she's reaching out about something. I really liked my English teacher. Shout out. Um, but yeah, I forget. But it was like a se- within like two sentences. It was clearly not her. She's like a sweet older lady who teaches journalism and English and the high school newspaper. And I don't know. It was it was strange. So I immediately was like, this is not her and sent her a message saying there is a fake account pretending to be you. And that is the phenomenon we're going to be chatting about today. That's right. Nail on the head. Because, yeah, we're talking about fake Facebook accounts. And in particular, there's this duo of people uh, who met through a fake Facebook account. Through They'll tell us about what happened. But they're fighting them now. And they're removing them and petitioning the government and coming up with ways. And petitioning Facebook, too. But we're going to hear about how far they've gotten with that to get these accounts removed and find out who's doing it. Yeah. And to be clear, these accounts are scammers. So, you know, when you get an email that's like, I need you to wire money to Nigeria right now, uh, that is now happening through live people Facebook messaging you. Um, so a lot of money is being lost to these scammers. And these, this duo is trying to fight it. And most importantly, they're doing this in their spare time. That's right. <laughs> they unpaid. are not getting paid to fix Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, pay attention. Yeah, are you listening? Are you listening? Suck. They're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't I haven't been scammed on Facebook. I get a lot, a lot of phone calls, a lot of uh, like unknown numbers and then voicemails that are like, you're going to be arrested in the next 24 hours if you don't call this phone number. <laughs> Do you guys get those? I've gotten not that one, but I've definitely gotten a lot of... <laughs> calls that are from unknown numbers and when I answer it I'm like this is no no just yeah. stop well you pick up I don't pick up when you don't know the number sometimes I do I think maybe I should start like messing with them and recording it and seeing what happens I don't know absolutely you should yeah <laughs> spoiler alert the cops don't call you ahead of time when they're gonna come around. yeah Sometimes it's the IRS. Like this is the IRS. We're gonna kill you if you don't. <laughs> like, I don't but they threaten you, and you're like, no, I never pick yep. up. I just like reading the transcriptions. But it's mm-hmm. sad. Oh, when they leave you a voicemail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. It's sad that you know so many people do fall for this, and it's I know. like, you know, don't get in an unmarked van, people. Don't take candy from a stranger. <laughs> There's some. Don't respond to these weirdos yeah. that you don't know who are asking you for things or telling you you're going to be yeah. arrested or that you're eligible for a million dollar prize and a cruise. Yeah. Right. Why does that why does that sense fail when it's the Internet? And and to your your story is perfect, Ali, of like you got a message from someone you knew from a long time ago. And instantly, like within two sentences, you said, mm, seems fishy. You clicked on the account. You kind of compared the real account with the fake account. And we're like, no, this seems fishy. That's a, quite a bit of effort that I don't think most people do. And that's really I mean, look, I'm going to sound like an asshole. But for me, it was so obvious. So it is strange to me that people fall for it. But I think it's because it's not and you know scam used to be an email from an address you don't recognize broken english asking you directly for money immediately whereas this is a face maybe even someone you know reaching out to mm-hmm. you um oh and i think i said to them you are a scam account this is fake and they like immediately disappeared and deactivated the profile yeah wow um well i think we we all need to think like new yorkers a bit more and like i even give my own mom the side eyes no one. exactly <laughs> you gotta be suspect of everything even those closest to you 
Um, also, I feel like when people I'm get, out to get you. Uh, I, well, <laughs> I think a lot of the people who are targeted tend to be a bit older. I don't know. You know, we'll see if that's true or not. But probably like people who aren't used to conversing as much online. So I don't want to get ageist, it. but you're probably I don't right. Ageist. I know. I feel like just saying that. But, you know, maybe you don't pick up on the nuances. No, but I think so. People- and yeah. Yeah, yeah, like how does digital literacy change through the ages? Because like we all, re- our generation doesn't know what the fuck it's doing, but at least we sort of grew up on it. If you don't grow up on right. it, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's something sort of sweet about it, right? Someone messages you, you believe that it's a person messaging you. <laughs> like, that's yeah. adorable. I wish we could believe everyone who reaches out and says hi. I know. <laughs> I know. Me but too. Can't. Wouldn't that Maybe be the I'm world? Maybe I'm so savvy because of all my time online dating. Oh, that's I dealt too. with so many bullshit messages. You can't get by me, fuckers. Have you been catfished online dating? Uh, define catfish. Uh, I have. Uh, so I joke. <laughs> kind of? <laughs> I joke that dating in your 30s is a constant process of zooming in on their photos and saying, are they balding? Are they already bald? Are they going to go bald? Is it better to already know that they're bald rather than be surprised later? <laughs> but I have, I have had a fair number of men who have full head of hair in every single one of their pictures. They show up completely bald. And here's the thing, dudes. Some of you look fantastic bald. You look great. Don't lie about it. So then it's like this one guy I went out with, he was pretty hot, but I was like so distracted. I just felt lied to because <laughs> in his, all of his photos, he has hair. So anyway, moral of the story is all if right. you don't have hair, that's fine. Just be honest. <laughs> I, have an, I have enough this hair for the like both it. of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just look like, look today like you look in your photo, right. not a photo from three years ago. And I think the same analogy holds true. For women. I don't do any yeah. online dating. No, for sure. For, for anyone. If like, if your hair is like jet black in your photo and you show up and you're blonde and curly, like what? that doesn't really matter, but it, you're totally different from what yes. you look like in the advertisement. Yeah. You're misrepresenting yourself. Agreed. Don't do that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's a little different than people like taking all your money, but for sure. For I would sure. say it's, a, it's, I would say it's about the same. Sure. Well, I don't know if they let me split the bill. That's kind of bullshit. <laughs> oh, I'm, I am oppressed over that's here. Not show. <laughs> that's a different episode. Listen to the other episodes, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. We got to take a break. We got to get to our guests. But first, before the break. It is trivia time. Yeah. How okay. many times do I have to tell you that I don't like trivia? <laughs> Can we get a new segment oh, in here? <laughs> this is- <laughs> I accept pitches between 2 and 5 p.m. on Wednesdays. Please submit those. Oh, wow. Okay, All right. 2 to 5 well, on Wednesdays. We never had that information. Office office I know we're actually on it. Hours. It's already in the calendar. <laughs> For today, before we reinvent a new segment, we are still doing trivia because I put a lot of work into this one. Today's episode is about Facebook, of course, and we all know that using social media affects your mood for better or worse Uh, and I found an interesting study Uh, a group of social scientists published a study about Facebook which is is at was at that time and still is the world's largest social network the study was published in 2014 not that long ago and it indicates that people post more negative updates across the entire network when something in particular happens. What is making people feel negative or sad consistently across nearly all of Facebook? And I have choices when you're ready. Ready. Like, okay, sorry, like the sentiment of the post that people is, is sad. Correct. And there's a phenomenon across Facebook, sad, saddy, sad, sadness. 
sadness. Correct, correct. The, the, the terminology they use is negative, so maybe I'm uh, coloring it by saying sad. So for the purpose of the study, let's go with negative sentiment. On it. A, people post negatively when they see political news of any kind. That means news they perceive as positive or negative. They still get negative about it, and that's reflected in their posts later. B, people post negatively when they encounter memes or jokes that they don't understand, meaning they're seeing something on Facebook and they don't get it and they feel angry about that and that colors their, their next status update. Or C, people post negatively when it rains. Well, it is very overcast in New York today, and I was just thinking about writing a really a rant on Facebook. Yeah, but, but you, um, you said across the platform, but like it could be, it's sunny over here where I am. True. So like it can't. Ali, you just poked a big hole in that. Uh, yeah, if you're talking about across the network and not like geographically, then it can't be. Correct. I gotta, the, I gotta go with politics. A, I'm gonna go with B. Was it, it was a B? Yeah, what was Matt? What was B? So I just lost my B. brain. I don't know what it was, but I'm going with it. B is for brain, which are lost. What is B? B is all about B a meme you don't understand. Correct. Okay. A meme or joke that, that they don't understand. I'm just going to go just for funsies. I'll go with that one because I think Facebook's all about being liked. And if you don't get it, you would get mad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Ali, you went with A, political news. B, uh, Jen, you are going with B, memes they don't understand. We will find out the correct answer after the break. Guys, did you know what you're doing right now? You are listening with your ears. That's right. You know how else you can listen with your ears? With your ears. You do it with your ears. <laughs> That's right. It's do with you know your what ears. else you could listen to? <laughs> what? Human beings talking? Yes, more human beings talking. People with more pleasing voices than mine. I won't say ours because I think Jen's voice is very pleasing. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to get to is audiobooks. Audiobooks. Think about your favorite story being read into your ear. Allie, what's your favorite book of all time? You know. I know. All right. Never mind. <laughs> um, but I bet you didn't know what mine is. What is it? What is it? What is it? Haha. I'm going to make I'm you always guess. just too busy angry at you for not reading Harry Potter to ever ask you what yours know. is. Danielle Steele. Franny and Zoe, or Zoe, I don't know how you say it, by J.D. Salinger. That's my favorite book of all time. But I would love to have that read into my ear. How cool would that be? With Penguin Random House audiobooks. You guys are already good at listening to podcasts, and now you can get good at listening to audiobooks. Penguin Random House Audio. This month, the theme is mystery and thriller. So go check it out. There are thousands of new books every month. Where can they find that, Jams? PenguinRandomHouseAudio.com slash Two Girls One Podcast. And or you can check these out on Audible, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere where you would go to find audiobooks. They're everywhere, guys. Have fun. And now a real advertisement entitled Seeking Lead Attorney for Difficult Client 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest from the website where I hire all my lawyers, Craigslist. Seeking a lead attorney to represent client involved in an ongoing federal investigation. Must be familiar with laws and procedures around discovery, executive privilege, international financing of licensed real estate, election law, and the Logan Act. Working knowledge of social media, especially Twitter, is a plus, as is a better-than-average knowledge of the adult film industry and a collection of Playboy magazines from 1985 to 2010. Must look the part. Gregory Peck or Tommy Lee Jones type. 
prior appearances on Fox News a huge plus no fatties. Must be prepared to work with a client who is very forceful and opinionated about his defense and is his own best counsel. Basically, your job boils down to keeping him from testifying under oath and hoping the rest comes out in the wash. Ask about other openings on our staff and submit your resume to be considered for potential openings in the near future. Perhaps the very near future. Like, hit refresh on your browser now. Now again. Well, I don't know who he could be talking about. Yeah, I know. It's a complete mystery. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Interesting. Cool. Well, anyway, Matt, what's the trivia? Well, funny you ask. I have the answer right here. Today's <laughs> trivia is about social media. Today's episode is about Facebook and scams. But we're talking about the emotional effects of using social media and one particular phenomenon that social scientists were studying, uh, and they published a paper on this in 2014 that indicates that people post more negative updates and have negative sentiment in their statuses and comments when something in particular is happening. And this this kind of affects people across the entire network. Uh, Ali, you went with uh, A, that people post negatively when they see political news of any kind, even news that they agree with or, or uh, feel po- you know might react too positively, it still makes them feel negative. That's, that's choice A, you went with that. That's fair. And Jen went with B, that people post negatively when they encounter memes or jokes that they don't understand. Maybe there's a sense of frustration there. Yes. The correct answer is C. Negative sentiment moves across Facebook when it rains. And I love this trivia because Ali made it a very important point that it obviously rains in some cities and in some cities You're it's sunny. It Why would this affect? You're saying it follows the rain. So if it's raining in New York, New Yorkers are sad. If it's raining in San Francisco, San Franciscans are sad. More than that, this is what is so remarkable about this study. Uh, they basically found that obviously there is more negative sentiment in New York when it's raining. So we, we, we can observe that in the data and that is kind of obvious, as you just said. But we all have, you know, X number of friends in our Facebook networks. You know, I think the average is like 500. And what these uh, researchers found is that when one person posts a negative update about, it doesn't have to be about the rain. It's just the fact that the rain makes people bummed, so that they write, they post things that are kind of bumming them bumming them out on Facebook. One to two people in their network consumes the bummed out statement or status, and even if you're living in sunny San Francisco, you read Jen's bummed out statement, and now you're bummed out, and now you post a bummed out statement because you're feeling bummed. So it's the transitive property of bumming. Exactly. This is is fucking terrible. Everybody should get off Facebook. (laughs) Exactly. Basically, they're observing that like sadness is a contagious disease that spreads it through social networks exactly like a virus does. I'm going to guess that anger is the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to assume like if this is just the rain bumming people out, imagine what politics and and anger and all these other things are doing. And we've clearly seen anxiety. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, it's so, so it's lovely. rain, but have you ascertained that it's not also politics? No, it is certainly not one or the other. They, they, they just only studied sort of a, a thing of like, yes, it is raining in this city. So, yes, we are observing this negative sentiment. I assume. Or that's the only study you read, but my answer could still be correct. True. Could be. That could is, be. So that could is certainly true. 
I could still get a Trader Joe's gift card. That's what we're there saying. There is hope. There is hope is what we're saying. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Blue Blue's hope. Yep. All righty. Is it time for an interview? It is. We are very excited to have with us at the moment, Kathy Waters and Brian Denny, who are removing fake Facebook accounts. Welcome, Kathy and Brian. Hi. Thanks. Thank you. So let's just dive in. How did you two get into this mess? <laughs> That's a great question. And, uh, you know, we often start off with uh, how this whole thing started like two years ago. But quite frankly, uh, a lady from Canada reached out to me one day, a couple of months after I was retired. Uh, she had an impression that I was going to visit her uh, from a base I was stationed at in Syria. And uh, she showed me tickets uh, for an airplane uh, ride that I was going to be taking and a, a copy of a uh, a passport, um, all of which was fake. Uh, and after uh, a couple of hours of talking to her, kind of started to sort this out. And then I just went on Facebook, uh, typed in my name under uh, the search bar and found uh, double digits of accounts with my pictures uh, and my name uh, that had been created to you know, scam people, essentially. How did it feel the moment you went on Facebook and saw double-digit profiles of yourself? Well, it's unnerving because you really, you know, you, you, you see your picture, your name, you know, you didn't create this, and you start to wonder what else have you lost. And uh, that that's really kind of a moment of uh, kind of panic, wondering what is it, what else do I not have control of? Is it my credit card, my bank? Uh, and ultimately, what I came to realize, it was just a uh, a bunch of pictures that had been taken uh, and were being used by nefarious people to uh, up to no good. So it was your dignity, but your credit card was safe. Yeah, that's right. Cre- cool. Finances cool. are good. Uh, just my just my pics. And Kathy, when did you come into the picture? My mother's friend was a victim, and um, she had a picture of Brian, but the man's name was supposed to be Ross Newton. And the picture was a uniform picture, and it had Brian's last name on it. I was able to read that and look up Army Man Denny and found Brian on LinkedIn. So I contacted Brian, letting him know that this was going on, not knowing he already had been working on it for six months prior. And um, that's pretty much how it all started. We had no clue how many people were out there that had Brian's pictures, if it was just one guy or many. And it comes to find out it was... uh, Many, many people have his pictures. So they were using you for romance scams. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you could title it as that. Uh, I think that's probably the common terminology, but it's a lot more than that. I mean, it is, you know, quite frankly, I've come to see just a a lot of people that typically, if you look at, you know, the the metrics are, you know, a a bit older than us, um, certainly a bit older than you, uh, you ladies are a bit older than me looking to help a soldier out, looking to make a contact with uh, someone serving overseas. So it's not always romance uh, related, but that seems to be the common you know, terminology. And, and certainly there's an emotional connection, even if you're just trying to help a soldier in a combat zone, um, there's an emotional connection uh, and they do prey on emotionally vulnerable people. That is so sad. That's so sad, I know. Um, <laughs> why, why do you think you in particular why are your photos used so much? Are you extremely good looking? No, not, not really. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to keep it light, all right? I'm keeping sure. it light. Clearly, yeah. you are the face of catfishing, and you lure in all these vulnerable women. So, you know, mazel tov well, to some extent. 
Right. That, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, and I, I should say, you know, no one ever wants to be uh, known for, to be this guy or that guy that, that uh, helps facilitate this. And certainly my mom thinks I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay, but uh, I, I truthfully, it's just a guy in a uniform, uh, pictures of me and my son, pictures of me and my wife, uh, who's always kind of written off in this scenario, uh, pictures of, uh, us, uh, with horses. Uh, we own, we own some horses. So all these kind of things you can thread into a pretty good, uh, a pretty good story because we are um, almost, you know, instantly credible. We're servicemen, we're, you know, serving overseas. You know, I'm just the, uh, the lucky guy right now. Okay. So you found out that your photos are being used to create fake profiles. And then what happened next? Can you walk us through this? So initially for you know, six months, I was searching Facebook, uh, you know, and, and reporting uh, the scammers and trying to do my best thinking, you know, quite naively that, you know, I'll, I'll make it so hard for them to establish profiles using my pictures. They'll just go somewhere else, find somebody else. Um, and then I started noticing, you know, I'm, I'm not on a lot of social media sites. And quite frankly, uh, any that I was on, I, I have kind of extracted myself uh, because of this kind of thing. But I found that I was all over Google Hangouts. Uh, the, the ladies that would contact me uh, through a number of different, you know, through Messenger, most of the time would say, you know, I met you on this dating site or that dating site. I don't go on any dating site. So you know, I really, it, it started to become overwhelming at the, about the six month mark where I was trying to get me off Facebook uh, to not much effect. And then there's a plethora of sites out there that, you know, I just, I couldn't touch. Facebook was the biggest and easiest target for me to work on. And so that's where I kind of, and that's where Kathy and I still focus our energy. Uh, but Kathy came in at about the six month mark and, you know, kind of pumped me up and got, and, and or added a little bit of organization to this whole thing. And Kathy, did you say your mother was being scammed? No, it was her friend that was being scammed. Okay. And what was that scam? It was a romance scam. It was a romance scam. It, um, yeah, they were based out of, um, I think it was Syria. And uh, they had a, he had a son here in the United States. And she was going to be mom to him when they buy a house here in uh, California. And so she had sent half of the deposit for a house and totaling about 35000 uh, she ended up sending. Whoa. Yeah. And, you know, from the outside, you can see something's not right about this. Um, but when you're on the inside and you, um, you're in love and love is blind and, you know, whatever you try and tell her or, you know, a lot of the victims, um, they don't want to believe it. They just want to believe the person that they've been talking to for the last so many months. And she had been talking to him for about four or five months. Um, they were going to be engaged. And um, so it just, it wrapped up into this big story and nothing sounded like it was on the up and up. Ladies, always meet your man first, IRL. Have a coffee. Yes. <laughs> so what are the, yes. what yes. was the nature of some of the other scams? So there was the one, you know, we're going to buy a house together, send me half the deposit. What other scams were going on? Sure. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to, you know, I'm overseas, I'm in Syria, I'm in Afghanistan, I'm in Iraq, I mean, pick a, pick a country. Um, I can't tell you much about it because of operational security. Uh, I'm a, you know, West Point graduate, officer, sergeant, you know, any number of military type words that if you served a day, you realize these things don't make sense. 
They don't go together. The stories are typically pretty bad. But, you know, just, you know, if you don't know how to pick them apart, they, they start to sound credible. My son is in a boarding school. My wife has passed away. Here are pictures of us and our horses, and he's been in an accident. He needs medical treatment. Uh, could you send money to this address? And, uh, you know, I will pay you back. Or if it's gone on long enough, like I said, you know, we want to buy a house together. Uh, if you could do the put the down payment down, I will reimburse you when I get home. Or I need money to go and leave. Could you send money to me here? Uh, in the Middle East, and uh, I- any number of things. Would they establish some sort of relationship first, or would the ask come immediately? Uh, I think the most sophisticated guys, uh, you know, of course, no one's going to write you a check for $32,000 off the cuff. So I think, yeah, they, they're going to establish a relationship. And it, it may start out as, could you send me some uh, gift cards, some uh, some iTunes cards, or something along those lines. So there is a bit of... Uh, there is some relationship building uh, and some communication that takes place, absolutely, uh, before they start to uh, put the bite on you. But quite frankly, Kathy kind of did some undercover work of her own and uh, in creating a profile and talking to one of these guys. And it, it gets emotional very fast for them because time is money. This is a business. It's, you know They don't want to spend a tremendous amount of time developing, grooming you. They want to go for the, the kill pretty quick. And so once they've made the big ask, do they then generally disappear? And that's when the women find out they're being scammed? No, they usually, uh, they'll usually continue asking. Um, if they can get these women to send, um, they will. When the women find out, they confront them. Um, these guys or women, the scammers, will continue to try and contact these women over a year or sometimes more just thinking they're going to fall for it again. So it's very hard for them to give up if they think $1 is going to be coming in that's $1 more than that they've made. So, um, no, they don't just take off yeah. like that. There's no, like, we gave it the office, so stop asking. No, the, mm-hmm. the, the more you talk, uh, the more you give, the more they're going to be into you. So, Kathy, you went undercover. Mm-hmm. Can we hear about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I found an account that had Brian's pictures. His name was Mike Denny. And I actually went to him and uh, introduced myself kind of thing. Usually they find you. So uh, he questioned that a little bit. But after we talked, we talked for probably a good month and a half, uh, maybe two months. And um, he told me a lot of different things from the military. So I would go back and ask Brian, hey, is this right? So Brian would kind of coach me on that kind of stuff. So I knew what to answer or ask. And um, he wanted to um, have me send an iPhone to him. So I kept saying, I'll send it, I'll send it. Um, I finally, to end the whole thing, because we really weren't getting anywhere. It's very rare that they break character or admit that they are a scammer. They tell you they don't know what they're talking about or what you're talking about. Um, They'll tell you if you say, you know, well, I found the real Brian Denny, they'll say, oh no, that's the impersonator. You know, I'm the real guy. So at the end of it all, um, he was expecting a package. He wanted a tracking number. He wanted to really see if I was gonna send something. So I went online. I found a company that was able to um, send horse manure to different countries and so that is what we did and kathy's quite proud of that whole thing (laughs) i am i'm proud of you kathy Um, thank 
Thank you. I thought that was the best way to end it. And um, after, you know, he kept asking, hey, where's my package? Where's my package? And um, after a couple of weeks, uh, he was a no-show. So um, I think he got the idea that I knew what he was up to. So Next time, you got to add a video function so you can get his reaction somehow. I know. The look on his face when he opens it. Right? Yeah, his brand new phone. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. how how did the two of you meet? We know like through, you know, the scenario in which mm-hmm. it happened, but did you call one another? How did this dynamic duo come to be? <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of, like I said, at the six month mark, I, I I thought I could pretty easily handle Facebook and, you know, clear up uh, my name and my reputation and, and get and kind of get rid of this. And I, I literally after deleting hundreds and hundreds of accounts and putting a lot of time into it, I realized I wasn't making any headway. There were just as many accounts uh, at the six-month mark as there had been on day one. And uh, when I first saw this, and, and they, the only thing I had done, I could no longer just Google you know, my name. I had to, uh, I was getting all kinds of you know, message, messages saying, yeah, I met a guy that I think is you. His name is you know, Enrico Suave. And I'm like, seriously? And, but, but sure enough, they had really changed my name up. And I, I was at wit's end when uh, Kathy reached out and said, hey, you don't know me, uh, but my mom's friend was scammed and uh, I'd like to help do something about it. And first off, you know, almost everybody that had, had reached out had been scammed or was in, you know, had, had lost money or was in the pro- somewhere in the process. So uh, Kathy was kind of a fresh face. She had not lost anything um, and uh, said, let's, let's get organized. And quite frankly, Kathy provided a level of organization and energy that, you know, had been really uh, lacking. What motivated you, Kathy? I think the thought of all of these people being scammed like this and all the money, once we really started digging into it, we noticed what a problem it was, how much money was leaving the United States because of this. Um, I have my degree in psychology. I worked as a social services director for about seven years with the elderly. Um, I noticed that the elderly was a huge target, and it kind of filled my soul to be able to – work with the elderly again and help them. And when you just help one person and they thank you so much because, you know, you might have saved their entire retirement, um, that's huge. And so it was almost like, it was almost like a drug to me because it was such a good feeling. And um, yeah, the, the more we realized, the more we knew that more needed to be done. And um, so that's kind of when I had asked Brian about, five months into this, what he thought if I sent some letters to some of the congressional departments and uh, see if we get any feedback from it. Right. So what's the process? Because like if someone was using my photos on Facebook, I don't know. I don't even know how I would go about finding those profiles. So you guys banded together. And then what happened? Well, it's really I I would say and you ought to. And I told Matt he should just go into Facebook and type in your name to see if you know if there are fake profiles or people using your name and your pics as kathy said she found me because my name was on my uniform a lot of the pics i use are me in uniform so uh you know my last name is is almost always there so but it happens to everybody uh, i would encourage you uh to go in and just kind of police up uh at any given day there's you know there, 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 are, there are there are tons of fake profiles pick a celebrity 
uh, pick a high ranking army personality or, uh, you know, there, there are going to be fake profiles, fake, fake pictures. What about when they don't, when they use a new name though? Say you'll look under Mark Denny and I'll put army at the end because a lot of them will be under army. Um, sometimes I'll find like a Mark Smith cause it has a Mark in there. And so if there's a related name, sometimes I can find a, um, a whole different name to relate to it. So instead of Mark Denny popping up, maybe Mark Smith Army will pop up. And I just happen to find Brian's picture. A lot of that um, happens. And there's more and more accounts now where Brian or Denny is not used. So it's making it harder. Um, there are quite a few anti-scam groups that I work with that will have people come and say, hey, I think this is fake, and that's how we'll find them. Um, some of them are actually on the hunt for them, too, and so which is nice to get some more help now. But um, that it's really it's kind of the luck of the draw. If people come forward, that's even better. Uh, I, I can only imagine how many accounts are out there of Brian's that we have no idea about. Wow, that must make you feel great, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, not, not as great as you might, uh, as you might think, but, uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I feel good that we're doing something to, uh, uh, you know, kind of stop it. But the reality is I get, uh, I get two to three messages a day, uh, from people that I don't know, um, you know, that, uh, either are in the process of being scammed and just kind of want to let me know. They figured this out because, you know, they, they, they saw an article, the task and purpose article that, that was published that uh, has my picks and says, hey, you know, this is, this is all a scam kind of thing. And I've shared that. But, you know, ultimately, it, you know, once, twice a week, I'm the bearer of bad news. You're constantly breaking up with someone that you didn't even know you were, were in a relationship <laughs> with. And they've been talking oh, to no. you for, for months <laughs> and they've lost money. And that was there. Oh, you know, no. That was, uh, it's tragic and, and from all over the world. I mean, it's not just the States, it's uh, Australia. Um, I, I really connected pretty well in Australia. It's UK, it's South America, it's Ukraine, it's Russia. You know, I've been talking to you for a couple of months now. I think you're coming to see me. What's going on? And then uh, you have to tell people that uh, they've been scammed. Wow. So. Oh, no. So it does kind of suck in that uh, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are the scammers? Yes. Who are the scammers? <laughs> uh, the ones that have Brian's pictures, they're actually starting to um, move different countries now. But primarily, they're in Africa, Nigeria, and Ghana were the primary places. Um, we're finding them now. Um, people in India are now using his photos. Um, so... I'm not too sure why there's um, certain scams are based in certain areas, but it seems to me that the romance scams are primarily in Ghana or uh, in Nigeria. I can handle Africa, but if I hit India, it's game over, man. We can't fight that. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, let's dive in. What is your process for fighting these? I know you've been in touch with Facebook, the FTC. I think you spoke with the Pentagon. So what's mm -hmm. the process here? I'll throw this out and Kathy can fill in the gap. So really there's like a, a multi-pronged okay. attack here. One was just to uh, sit down with Facebook and say, hey, this is, uh, you guys know this is going on right. Um, you know, take a look at your community standards. They're really good. Um, you know, we just want to kind of help provide them data 
that demonstrates that they're not able to live up to their community standards? And then, you know, how do we help them to kind of address that and fix the fix that? I'm not we're not trying to shut down Facebook. Uh, it's a it's a valuable service. Um, and it's, you know, maybe fortunate or unfortunate for them that we, I don't attack in the Google Hangouts or Twitter or, uh, you know, I'm all over Instagram or any number of other things. But Facebook was the easiest to target. They're the biggest. Um, and they have pretty good reporting procedures and are pretty proud of their community standards. So we're trying to help them, one, recognize that they're not meeting them and then provide information and education to people that use the platform that, hey, this is there are scammers out there. This is what's going on, you know, just to kind of focus some information on the target audiences, uh, you know, somewhere between Days of Our Lives and The Price is Right, you know, blast something out on TV that says, hey, this is what's going on. And you'll probably cover a fairly good uh, percentage of the, the target population that gets taken in by this kind of thing. And, and I like the shows that you selected there. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> well, was key. I, I, you know, again, I'm, try, I'm going for a demographic, right? Um, and right, so, gotcha. And, and so that's that. And then there's also, you know, there is no legislation, uh, and Kathy can talk at nauseum about this, that allows any of the social media companies to, one, be, you know, one, they, you can't tell them that a crime has been committed. And if a crime had been committed, uh, they're certainly not accountable for it because of the regulation that exists right now pretty much uh, allows them to operate um, with impunity. Uh, And that's probably the best way to say it. So, you Mm -hmm. know, talking with elected representatives Mm -hmm. in terms of what regulation could, should be there. It's really hard to regulate responsibility uh, and this kind of thing. I know regulation, uh, you know, responsibility is hard to regulate after 26 years in the army. I I know you're either responsible or you're not. And so, uh, but there's a little bit of carrot and stick in terms of talking to legislators and, and letting Facebook know we're doing that. And Facebook knows that and acknowledges that. And, uh, you know, I think, I think genuinely they want to be better uh, about what they do and meeting their, their own standards. But that is, uh, you know, there's a, a carrot and stick kind of thing that we're working. If, you know, it'd be great to see uh, a case against some of the guys that uh, have done this and taken advantage of people. Uh, Western Union uh, was found liable. Uh, it but because of their role in this kind of thing and forced to pay back uh, monies to people that had been scammed. And if so, if you can if you can find the ATM machine liable, so to speak, in this, uh, who's to say you can't mm-hmm. also prosecute the guys on the far end that are doing it? That takes a lot of work. And quite frankly, uh, as a retired colonel, I don't have the legs to reach all the way to Africa or India. But you know there are other agencies uh, that can certainly do that. Uh, and and working towards ultimately justice. That all sounds well and good, but what has their responses been? Have, have <laughs> these has has mm-hmm. Facebook and um, government agencies have they been responsive? Yeah, Facebook has been. Um, they've met with us four different times on this. This last time, they requested the meeting to go over um, different things that they are doing, and um, they realize that changes need to be made. Um, the social media companies should be regulated. I mean, our television, phones, they're all regulated. This is something that provides a service to everybody in the entire world. There's so many different types of crimes happening within the platforms, yet they're not responsible for any of it. And it's pretty mind-blowing. So um, all the congressional leaders that we met with, um, they're all very supportive in it. Um, The first ones we met with were not at the in the right committees that we should have been talking with so the last ones uh, we met with 
are um, through certain committees, uh, like the Energy and Commerce Committee, which I didn't even think to um, to confront with them. And uh, so we do like Representative Kinzinger's office. Representative Kinzinger is a victim of this as well. And he actually asked a question to uh, Zuckerberg during the hearings in regards to one fake account he had found online under Andrew Kissinger, not Adam Kissinger. And um, so he's got quite close ties to it. So we've been trying to work closely with them. And uh, so we'll just, we'll see, but everybody thinks there's an issue. Uh, we can't have the Pentagon, the different military forms to go with us to lobby because they're a government agency. All of the government agencies aren't allowed to lobby with people in with the Congress. So um, that makes it hard because they have the numbers. They have the solid proof of what's going on. So all Brian and I can do is go in there, provide the numbers that they provide us online, like the FBI, the um, IC3 is what it's called, and um, and provide them all the billions of dollars that have gone out of the United States. And hopefully um, they'll want to make some movements with us. I hate the analogy. This is like turning a battleship, but it is like turning a battleship. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, this mm -hmm. won't happen today or tomorrow. I mean, you know, an elected representative mm -hmm. going, look, I have a fake profile. That's just great. That's fantastic. I'm glad he was able to do that. And that that's important. The Pentagon, I, I get a lot of a lot of times the ladies will say, you know, why isn't the army doing something about this? Well, you know, I would say, well, mm -hmm. you know, your mom should have told you don't give money to strangers. I mean, that that, you know, ultimately mm -hmm. that would have solved a lot of this if people just weren't so trusting and sending money to people they don't know. But the Pentagon is trying to tell the story of 400,000 great soldiers that are doing great work for the country every day out there. This is a this is a huge distractor. When we went to the Pentagon and met with the public affairs, they had told us that one day a lady came to the Pentagon in her wedding dress saying that she was getting married to one of these guys and she just would not believe that it was a scam. And uh, so I, they definitely feel the effects of it as well. It's too bad that more can't be done from that end. She showed up in a wedding dress. Yes. Mm -hmm. That yep. sounds like a bad day. It was probably pretty, pretty tough all the way around getting through security, I would imagine. But, I, oh, but I, yeah. you know, and I hate to be callous about it. But again, <laughs> you know, it's like very few of, of the ladies that I've actually you know, been in contact with, and there have been, you know, a, a, you know, a couple of hundred. Um, rarely, rarely has anyone reached out and been and lashed out at me for this kind of thing. I get, I do get some. What the army should do something about this, or you know, what are you doing about it? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I would tell you the first and foremost is don't don't give money to strangers. I mean, that that sounds pretty simple, but. You know, that's kind of the that's simple education that we're trying to give people here. But, um, you know, what do you do? What, you know, one lady said, well, don't, don't worry, you'll be old and uh, your pictures won't look good and they won't use them anymore. I'm like, the pictures what? will never change. <laughs> the pictures are the same. I exactly. Mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I appreciate the sentiment there, but it, it doesn't work like that. So, There's so many problems with that statement. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But this is, uh, this is a part of uh, our lives now, and this is what we do, and we're not, uh, you know, in our spare time. So it's awesome. When are you guys going to get paid? <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. Right? Thank you. I said that. Uh, well, I've said that several times that, uh, you know, Kathy is mm -hmm. their, you know, their best uncompensated employee. I mean, she fills out a, a it was a monthly, you now a quarterly report uh, of, hey, th this is, you know, just looking mm -hmm. at metrics. You know, Kathy reports so many fake profiles. 
uh, and so many are deleted, so many remain. I take that. I'll report so many fake profiles. This is what's left over. I have a 50-50 chance of anything I report being deleted. I'm sorry. I have to ask a a question like from a technical point of view uh, because what you guys are talking about is a ridiculous amount of manual labor on your part, Mm -hmm. obviously, that you're giving away for free, but this notion that some sort of team at Facebook should be looking into this, and fine, I get that. But just from a technical platform point of view, you know, I, I create videos and if I upload a video to a platform like um, Facebook or YouTube, there are algorithms that say, yep, this is yep. your video. And anyone who pirates that video, I, it's a, that video is identified yep. and it gets right. flagged to me and I get to take it down instantly. So how easy would it be for Facebook to right. be like, hey, uh, Brian already claimed this photo of himself. Yeah. If an IP address in Syria mm-hmm. puts it as their profile picture, that's an instant mm-hmm. flag in the system. That is not hard for Facebook to do. Why, have they offered that no, to Kathy. you? Exactly, Matt. Yes, actually, <laughs> um, we were told to send pictures to have them flagged, so we would not, or, you know, we wouldn't see those pictures anymore, or they wouldn't be able to use them. And we did. We turned in fifty-one pictures to them. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing happened. A few months later, we got in contact with our, um, Facebook contact now, and she flagged 23, Brian, or 22. And, um, so since then we have asked which photos of the 51 were flagged. They, we are told that we can't get that information from, because it has to do with technical and they're not allowed to let us know that. What? So I'm still not understanding why, yeah, I'm still not understanding why Brian can't find out why his or which pictures his own were flagged. So, um, so since then, um, I have taken notes and um, done the quarterly on them as well of how many pictures were used, which pictures. And um, I'm thinking they would have flagged the most used pictures and those pictures are still showing up. So I would like to be able to show them, hey, these are the ones you flagged and we're still having a problem. But since we don't know which ones are flagged, I have to provide all of the pictures that are being used and how many times and um, in my report. Set aside the fact that you are manually giving individual pictures, Facebook has some of the best facial recognition technology ever devised by humans. And so if you're in the background of a friend's photo, like winking from 20 miles away, they're like, yep, you're in this photo, gotcha. But they can't find Brian across the network. That's ridiculous. Right. Right. So, yes. uh huh. And that's what we have our time there. Yeah. No, okay. So, I, I, I was going to say so, as non tech kind of people, um, you know, I'm a history major for Christ's sake. Um, you know, I understand this and I have done some work with imagery analysis uh, and the like and facial res- recognition software and constantly reminded but that uh, Facebook has got some of the best uh, facial recognition software uh, in existence. Yet and still, you know, Kathy's able to take one of the pictures that we submitted that is most widely used in, in all of this by people replicating my profile. You know, she's able to take that and start her own profile, you know, with me. And uh, and it doesn't get flagged or kicked back. Okay, so is Facebook doing anything? Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like to think so that that they're developing, you know, a package that ultimately kills anybody that stands up a a profile using my pictures, like you suggested, Matt. And it, it's leaked to an IP address. It should kill it immediately and not let that be established. So I, ultimately, we don't have any metrics on that. We can't see that. 
They can't tell us that that's happening. I uh, don't know that that's mm-hmm. happening. That said, it right. looks to be like I'm still identifying the same number of fake profiles every month, still having the same amount of success. So this is a really polite way of saying they're not doing shit. Yeah, that, yeah. That, cool. That, you didn't say it, I did. Yeah, don't worry about it. it. That's, yeah, that's, I don't want to backtrack too much, but I'm really very curious. Have you ever gotten to know the people who are scamming you? Like, Kathy, and some of, you know, the investigative stuff that you've done, creating mm-hmm. Brian's profile, like, do you ever, mm-hmm. do they ever break character? I know you said it doesn't happen often, but when it does, I'm curious, like, what might you hear? Mm-hmm. Um, they, some of them, if they think that their money's going to stop, uh, some of them will break character and they'll say, I'm so sorry. You know, I, they're very, um, into their religion and um so sometimes they'll use that to pull the heartstrings after after they realize that their story's been um found out so they'll they will they'll say anything they can to try and get that money um to come in they'll say you know we're just poor i'm a poor family i'm a student um many of them are students many of them are college students uh some are even as young as high school that are scamming you know these you know, 60, 70, 80 year old mm-hmm. women and men uh, out of their money. So, oh, it's, um, it's, well, when they break character, you still don't know for sure if it's, if they're really telling well, the truth. Well, or why not. Do you, why um, don't you start believing them then? Say. I mean, I, I really think it's, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, yeah. a bunch of guys in an internet cafe. I mean, this is, I mean, this is a business. It is not personal. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a money-making adventure for these folks. This is a job. Uh, I don't think that any one person manages any one of my accounts. I think it's teams of people uh, that kind of do this. Um, and they have different, you know, people in the States that support that either knowingly or unknowingly are also victims to this and helping move the money. But it, it's a, this is a business. To sum it up, what are the things that we everyday folks can do to help with this whole debacle. Don't give money to strangers. Uh, and, and, and the next time you're... Yeah. Did I mention right. don't yeah. give money to strangers? Don't get married to strangers. And that... I was really embarrassed about this for the first year. I didn't tell anybody about it. Um, until Kathy reached out to me, I hadn't talked to anybody about it. And then I put Brian's name yeah. all over the place and really. And so now I don't. Yeah. Nice work. And so now nice. I don't. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, but now I do talk about it because it's a part of educating people, letting them know what's going on. And I, I will tell you, a couple of guys that I really have a lot of respect for kind of reached out to me and said, hey, the, you know, no one's, I mean, everybody's taking it pretty seriously. All, you know, the guys that I knew in the military and whatnot, you know, take it very seriously. A, a, a number of those guys have gone through uh, a similar kind of thing. Um, but, but it's been really rewarding. A couple of guys said, you know, my dad was involved in something, uh, you know, at the later stages of his life where, I mean, we had to stop him from answering the phone. He gave away everything. He, he depleted his savings, his life savings to some scammers and he thought he was helping them do something. And, you know, it it happens and, you know, not talking about it doesn't make it go away. And if you are subject to a scam, what should one do? You report the profile? When, when ladies reach out to me on Messenger, first I, I say, hey, I'm sorry this happened. I attach one of the newspaper articles that's been written about this. And then I say, you know, I ask, you know, where they're from and if they lost money. And I ask them to report the profile on whatever site they saw it on um, and uh, to try to get rid of it. So another person doesn't fall prey to the same kind of thing. 
I don't often get a lot of feedback whether they were successful or not. And so I think people, you know, the women are, you know, are embarrassed by it as well that this just happened. And, you know, their last act is to reach out to me and try to confirm or deny, but uh, uh, try to give them good advice and tell them you're not the first person that this has happened to. Thank you, you know, for, you know, trying to support a soldier and this kind of thing. And, um, you know, just kind of give them a, a little bit of a pep talk and, you know, help them push through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to stay silent and definitely report it. Yeah. Well, thank you for serving our country in so many ways. Gladly. Before I got mm-hmm. on this, I I, I Google searched <laughs> all of you guys just to make sure. Hey, you know, it's just really. Oh, what you, you find? Know, what are, you are find? These the folks they say they are. Yeah, interesting. Lots of great picks. I mean, this is pretty interesting. So, yeah, this was this was good. No, I, I appreciate it. I hate to see pictures of me in uniform being used to take advantage of those same people that I fought to protect for 26 years. All right. Well, we'll end there on that somber note in this comedy podcast. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, my God. That's all. (laughs) See you next week. Yeah. Bye, guys. Wow. It just feels so... um, like just such a daunting problem. Um, it feels like the companies aren't tackling it and they're not taking responsibility. And there are so many problems with these networks and they, I think maybe they do need to be regulated. I don't know enough about this to, to really, <laughs> but, but there were some heartwarming moments such yeah. as when Kathy said it was like a drug. It was such a good feeling helping people. I know. I know. That made That's me really so cool. happy. It's hard to even envision what it's like to enter into one of those scams, too. But I, I also found it interesting that, you know, Brian was saying over time he like started having more empathy for the people and realizing that it just it can happen to anyone. Also, the um, fact that he has to break up with like dozens of people a day or whatever it day. is. Like at least two <laughs> people a day. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's copying and pasting, but it's crazy. I don't know. Just breaking up is always pretty crappy to have to do it multiple times a day. I mean, you don't know them, so it's a little different, but like that's part of his daily routine now. And just the fact that they're taking advantage of people who are trying to, you know, serve our country and then that's how they're they fall prey to it. I mean, I'm sure the people doing it, I'm I'm not sure, but I'm sure some of the people doing it must be facing a a whole host of their own problems. Not that it excuses any behavior, but, you know, I just like wonder what gives rise to this like you know is it poverty or yeah. like what you know no, that's yeah true. like the whole thing about the facebook algorithms and facial recognition like it really shouldn't be that hard to get your photos like verified in some way and then have them not appear anywhere else yeah right. uh, I mean, what do we know about uh, the engineering process i'm sure there are things we're not knowing and thinking of but like the tools seem to exist for for very complex media uh, if nike or coke had their ip stolen and spread around facebook i have a feeling facebook would address it Right. I I have a question that just occurred to me. Uh, well, the 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 poverty angle and like, why are people doing this? Why does this industry exist? That is a fascinating, complicated thing that is hard to unpack here. But uh, talking about holding platforms liable, if a scammer calls your cell phone and tries to scam you out of money and succeeds. Is Verizon responsible for that because they transmitted the scam through their wires? Like that feels like 
that no, that feels but less with banks, responsibility. But with banks, like maybe they should be doing some more verification on the transactions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For for Western Union, yeah, I think that that is there's a there's a more. Also, why is it uh, always nuance. Western Union? Does anyone know? It's always Western Union. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> but I'm saying, if Verizon was the communications tool that a scammer used to scam you on the phone, Facebook is the communications tool that they use to scam you on the uh, internet. Uh, why is Facebook on the hook? And I believe in regulating these companies, and I believe that they should be held responsible. But why does that feel different? Even though I think yeah. philosophically it's the same. I, I don't know if it does feel different than a phone call. A phone call, they're just providing the service of like dialing a number and airwaves, whereas this is someone really utilizing the platform to steal other people's profile pictures. So that alone feels like a reason that it, Facebook should be responsible to then create a fake persona that really chats as a human with another human. So I just think it's like a whole other level. I mean, yes, I realize the phone is humans chatting with humans, but. I think like this, this, the identity theft is a big part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is parallel, but not this at all. But um, uh, somebody I dated for a while used to be really into pranks over the phone. And uh, there was a pranking. Like in uh, the 80s? Like what's happening? No, like recently within the last five years, you know. Um, but well, I know the, who this the, is. Yeah. So there was some sort of company or like application on your phone. I forget exactly how he did it. But you could input the number of the person that you wanted to call. And then the pranking system would like call them from a phone number that seemed like a number they would know. So there was an element of like determining the phone number based on, you know, what they. But he used it for like friends and family, right? Oh my God. Yeah, this was totally harmless. But I'm just thinking about like. You know, there are probably more sophisticated ways to use the phone, for example, to right. not that you're stealing that, identity. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, you're spoofing so a number. He yeah. used it for funsies, but maybe that service should be shut down if a lot of people are using it for scams. Potentially, yes. I don't know if it is being used, but yeah, just you a know, thought with the phone parallel. Always fun and games. They always get ruined. It's so upsetting. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he had some fun yeah. pranks if you want to talk about those. He used to call 1-800-Flowers and um, ask for a very specific flower arrangement for his dead turtle. <laughs> and he would go into like very, a lot of details about the personality and they would make all these suggestions. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I love that stuff. That's yeah, like it's classic radio pranks. I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Old school prank calls. Yeah. I remember those in like middle school. We would do it at slumber parties, but it was always really intensely awkward. And like, I was never very good at it. We'd giggle and, and hang there's out. like a lot of girls giggling in the background. So they know what's exactly. Up. So if the scammers would just giggle profusely in the background, just, giggle, and just let a ha 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 by text, you know, typing it out, the yeah. world would be a safer also, place. Just want to call out. We don't know that they're men. Uh, I, I don't know, mm. you know, how much we talked about that during the podcast, but it just seemed like we kept referring to them as guys. We don't know. Yeah, so. I mean, I assume <laughs> yeah. that they are because they're assholes, but they could be women. <laughs> what? Women are never assholes. As never. you were saying, they uh, they sadly probably do have their own motivations, a.k.a. poverty. So there's that. But we didn't go into, into fake news because that's not what our guests are dealing with. But it's like if Facebook can't stop these fake profiles and scams there's no way they're doing any significant measures to stop fake news in a in a way that's you know significant and causing change yeah well it struck me as like if someone is so gullible that they're gonna send a check for thirty thousand dollars and show up in a wedding dress to a stranger they've never met if those people exist and i i do have sympathy for them but i also it's just very hard to understand 
that my mindset if, if if those people exist then there's no way that they will ever achieve like digital literacy around like what is uh, fake and what is not on on a platform yeah i mean i think it all comes down to education and educating the future generations about digital literacy and just educating them in general creationism not a thing that should be taught in science class. Uh, I want to be a celebrity so I can have a dozen educational initiatives because I think education is the root of all the other problems. I agree. That's like 100%. you could you I could donate that. to global warming, climate change, and homelessness. But if people were just educated on mental health and the environment, like it's all education. I'm sad. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This episode's a downer. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not spread our sadness like the rain on Facebook. Why mm. would we do such a thing? That sounded like a line from My Fair Lady. I, it totally did. And I almost Spreading quoted it. And then like I was the like, Facebook. don't do it. I thought about it. <laughs> I can, can, can I just uh, compliment the genius of these scammers? Because, and this came up here and there in the conversation. Because it's working? The old scam. Because, well, it's working, of course. But think about this. The old scam was, I'm a, I'm a Nigerian prince and I'm in jail, send money to Nigeria. And for some reason, people would send money to Nigeria or whatever. And, that, and now we seem to know that that's, that's a scam. But in order to get around the border issue of like, hey, I'm not a Nigerian, I'm an American service person stationed overseas so if you're sending money to me, that's not suspicious because I'm a, I'm a military veteran. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm in syria or afghanistan or africa like that's that's right. dark yeah it's more involved genius it's more involved. at the same time something we didn't really ask too much about was the wife thing uh, it sounds Ooh. like a lot of times the people have wives and they're like in pictures but they're kind of just off to the side i don't know they probably say they're divorced or separated or widowed maybe yeah he said yeah. the narrative was that the wife is passed on i mean that oh, was passed what, on. brian, oh, brian oh. did mention that and so oh it's my like God. my wife is in this picture but she's no longer with us and my kid has cancer please send money like i oh, see i see i missed the passed on part yeah wow all well, right everybody tells tell we Tell your uh, military friends to go check their Facebook accounts because check Facebook because there's probably a dozen other accounts with their photos. And please tell all your uh, older friends not to send money to strangers on the Internet. Yeah. And I immediately went out. to Facebook and looked at my name. Did you guys do the same? No, nobody's going after us. <laughs> well, I just want to give a shout out to the Jen Jamula in Michi Michigan. Um, she's still around. She's real. We actually chatted years ago and we're like, hey, we have the same name. Uh, but there are no others. So thank thank you, scammers. <laughs> well, there's a million Allison Goldbergs, but I think that's neither That's true. You're going to be hard to find. Did, did I ever tell you guys about how I fake catfished a fan of the Tampa Bay Rays who messaged mm -hmm. me on Instagram? No, sir, you did not. <laughs> The, so there's a if you google matt silverman you might get me but you probably will get the owner or like one some executive at the tampa bay rays which is a baseball team and so i have no affiliation with that obviously but like very randomly and rarely i will get tweets or messages being like oh i can't believe you put that player in he sucks and i'm like sorry that's not me um but some kid very earnestly sent me an Instagram message and I just had a lot of fun with him. I just like, he said, you know what? You're right. Uh, I made a mistake. And next time for next season, you get the first pick of the uh, the first draft pick. Matt, you're so rude. 
That's so rude. <laughs> I love it. As a child. Tell if you caught on. <laughs> no, didn't it go on for a while? It, it was a couple messages back and forth. And by the end, I, I was not entirely convinced that he knew I was messing with him. But like also like my Instagram is like it's pictures of my kids. Like it's there's no baseball in it. It's so it was so odd. And I couldn't resist having fun. <laughs> Wow. So Matt um, is a scammer. Well, I am, is, I am an scammer. Instagram. I'm an Insta scammer. Insta scammer. Can you check back in on that conversation and see how it's going? I would love to I get should. an update. All right. I sounds should. good. All I right. mean, not now, but next time. Guys, I just looked and uh, there are 4,000 Allison Goldbergs. <laughs> well, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. I think none of, them, of them have my the military, profile pictures. Probably. Well, guys, we want to hear about the craziest scams <laughs> that you've faced. Um, hopefully not perpetrated, but you know, just things that have happened to you that have made you question humanity a little bit online <laughs> would be interesting. Hopefully none of you gave away any money or took any candy or whatever. Uh, but let us know. You can tweet at us. I'm at June Bugger, J-O-O-N Bugger. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We do try to write back. So, you know, let us know what you're thinking about the podcast and about times you've been scammed. Uh, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. And finalmente, last but not least, you can join us on our chat server, Discord. That sounds really weird the way I said that. Why? But it's a place where you great? can come talk to us. I was like, a chat server? It's a chat Dude, room. What? It's a chat room. Um, <laughs> It's a chat We're going to scam the shit out of you room. there. That's all that happens. <laughs> That's discord.gg slash 2G1P. And finally, Ali, you want to tell them how they can contribute to the success of this uh, masterpiece? You can visit patreon.com slash 2G1P and make a monthly contribution. And if so, there are little perks for you. I like a little perk. And you better take it. It's not like candy from a stranger. It's, it's a perk from Ali and Jen. It's different. Do not send any money to strangers on the internet. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. <laughs> Except for us. We're not strangers. We're not strangers. We're your friends. We're in your ears. <laughs> Send. That's what they all say. Stockpile all your money to give to a stranger on the internet and make it us. What's the perk for $30, a $30,000 home down payment? I'll marry you at the Pentagon. Boom. Yep, there you go. There's a perk. Jen will marry you at the Shit. Pentagon. Just send us $30,000 that is split between all of us and Jen will marry you. <laughs> Fair. Oh, God. No, I did not split. Not split. No split. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Girls One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg and Wire to a Nigerian Prince. I mean, edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing on this episode by Logan Yuri. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate Network. 2G1P is graciously supported by Penguin Random House Audio, which publishes all your favorite audiobooks with award-winning quality. More than 1,000 audiobooks every year, which you can download in the audio apps you already use. Browse their mystery and thriller selection at penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash two girls one podcast and tell them a handsome stranger from Facebook sent you. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. Oh, that's the White House. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>